Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Happy New Year. Welcome, everyone who might be joining us for the first time. This is Manna for Breakfast, and what we do is we like to gather around the Word every single morning to gather in the manna, which is the Word of God, which is given to us as an idiom of something that we're supposed to go and uh, every morning go look for and go receive the the benefit, the nu- the nutrients spiritually, and let God instruct us and strengthen us and guide us. So this is why we we do this every morning. We read through the Bible chronologically. That means we're going in order of the events that as they happened, hopefully, not always perfect, but we're going to try and do the best we can. As we read through, we'll read a couple of chapters in the old, generally one in the new, and then a devotional this time, again, by Charles Spurgeon, my favorite and we're going to be um, just spending 26, 7 minutes, if we can get it down that, that much. We will do this live every morning at 9 a.m. here in Mexico, our time, uh, on a number of formats. You can go to our webpage, calvarypv.com, and just hit watch live, or uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, X, whatever. And also we have the podcast, edited podcast version, which please make use of when you're driving, go in different places. Uh, it'll even be edited down a little bit shorter. They take out all my mistakes, which is a blessing to me. So let's go ahead and get into the word. Thank you, guys. It's going to be a fun year, and I'm excited. I don't know what's going to come up in this year, but I'm excited to see what God is going to do. So, Father, we thank you for bringing us before your throne, God, allowing us this opportunity to read your word, to listen to the things that you have to say to us, God. So please, we ask that you would guide us now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, looking at Genesis chapter 1. Genesis, we are teaching right now, going through it in in our church, in our service. Um, And I encourage you to grab the the teachings as I go into each chapter in great detail. But this will just be the um, 30,000 foot view, so to speak. The creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. Then God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters. And let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, a second day. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, 
Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind and seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a third day. Then God said, Let there be light in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Verse 19. Then there was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and the creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeped on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the ground. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the ground. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed. It shall be food for you. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their hosts. By the seventh day, God completed his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. Now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man to cultivate the ground, but a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. 
The Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, and there he placed the man whom he had formed out of the ground. The Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first was Pishon, and it flows around the whole land of Havilah, there where there is gold. Gold that is in the land is good. The Bedulum and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is the Gihon, and it flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris, and it flows to Assyria, and the fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely. From the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it you will surely die. Verse 18, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. Whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon man. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, and they were not ashamed. Chapter 3. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. And the serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise. She took from it its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. When the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves loin coverings, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? Verse 10. And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, 
because you have done this. Cursed are you more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you will go and dust you will eat all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head and you shall bruise him on the heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Then to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Verse 18, Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now the man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might stretch out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out from the garden of Eden to cultivate the ground from which he was taken. So he drove the man out, and at the east of the garden of Eden he stationed the cherubim and the flaming sword, which turned every direction to guard the way to the tree of life. Man, the first three chapters altogether, that's overwhelming to try and figure out a way to comment on that. But let's just sum up a little bit. Why are we here? Why are we alive? Why? The big questions that mankind has and will continue to spend billions and trillions of dollars looking for. What's the purpose? Why are we alive? Why can we think and have consciousness? What is our destiny? All of this relates back to Genesis and our foundations in chapter 1. We are here because God chose to express his love to his creation. He created us to demonstrate his love to us and to receive love back from us if we so choose. And the whole issue of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil put in the middle of the garden is there placed there in the middle of where they would be every day as they would spend time with God and walk with God so that they could make that choice to love God with all their heart, soul, and mind. We know Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. True love, a sincere love, especially one that we yield to our Father, our Creator, God, is an obedient love. Eve chose to disobey with the temptation to be like God. The beginning of the worst, and it seems of all sins, of pride. It's what caused Lucifer to fall. And so this was the whole reason. We look at this and we gain understanding from this that we were given the opportunity, the ability to sin so that our love for God could be tested it could be and we can know that it's real so this is the the underlying thing god creates the world for man and then he creates all the rest of the animals the kingdom well in the order he creates the animals he gets everything ready for man brings man in the middle of the picture places him in a perfect environment without sin and says love me walk with me and i'll bless you all the days of my life all he had to do was do that And they would still be blessed, still walking with God. But he gave us free will. And so man chose to use his free will to rebel or to be like God, to be something more than than he needed to be, or whatever that seed issue is that, that 
wells up within us that causes us pride, that causes us to want more, never be satisfied. And then we have the fall of man. And from then on, we have we have the solution given to us in, in, in chapter 3, verse 15. There, the proto-evangelical, that there would be one, the Messiah would come and crush his head, even though he would bite at his heel, like a, I guess like a snake in the grass, and cause pain, but he would not be able to destroy him. But the Messiah would destroy him. So we have this in the very beginning, the solution to the problem given to us there in chapter 3. And from the rest of that time on, uh, it's the whole history of mankind trying to learn to follow after God and trying to wait upon God to bring about the Messiah to then crush the head of Satan and establish his kingdom once again. And we're right there at the end. We're at the end of the race where he's about ready to come back and do that, which is exciting which is a good segue into the New Testament now, is where we see the introduction of the coming of the Messiah who will come to crush the head of Satan that God had spoken to, prophesied, we could say, to Adam and Eve from the very, very beginning. Matthew chapter 1, the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah. The record of the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac was the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab, Boaz was the father of Obed, Obed by Ruth, and Obed, the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David, the king. David was the father of Solomon by Bathsheba, who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon was the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam was the father of Abijah. Abijah was the father of Asa. Asa was the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was the father of Joram. Joram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah was the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz, Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah was the father of Manasseh. Manasseh, the father of Ammon. Ammon, the father of Josiah. Josiah became the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. Verse 12, after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah became the father of, of Sheltiel, and Sheltiel, the father of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the father of Abuhud, Abuhud, the father of Eliakim, Eliakim, the father of Azor, Azor was the father of Zadok, Zadok, the father of Akim, Akim, the father of Eliud, Eliud was the father of Eleazar, Eleazar was the father of Matan, Matan, the father of Jacob, Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called the Messiah. Verse 17. So all generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. From David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations. And from the deportation to Babylon to the Messiah, 14 generations. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, 
For the child who has been conceived and is of the Holy Spirit, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. The beginning of the ministry of Jesus really begins with the close of all these prophecies. It's amazing how these prophets um, understood right away who he was, and they didn't seem to have an understanding or a connection to the wise men that came looking for him or to the celestial bodies that proclaimed his coming, the birth of the king. They didn't seem to have much understanding or these, they don't, they don't talk about it. Maybe they did. And they were saying, Hey, he's going to come <laughs> after the birth. I guess it would have, it would have been later for the, uh, the, the wise men because this is just after his birth. So that that's how to sequence, but at least after his birth, eight days after his birth, they, uh, they would have been possibly there waiting, saying the Messiah is born. You would think a prophet, the prophetess and the prophet would probably kind of have an understanding with the, with everything going on, that he was about to show up at the temple and looking for him. And he does, and they bless him. So the beginning of the New Testament is the, the bridge out of the old, where we come out of these 400 years of silence. And we just finished Malachi the other day, and we see that there was this prophecy that there was going to be uh, a son and he would be born in Bethlehem. And we do see that Elijah had to come before the great day of the Lord, which is the first and second coming. And so um, John the Baptist is his cousin and he's going to be growing up around the same time. Jesus is, and he is going to be the one who comes in the spirit of Elijah to say he's come, the Messiah has come. And of course, we know Elijah will come again in the book of Revelation, he's there, and he is witnessing the fact that the Messiah is coming again to destroy, crush the head once and for all of the serpent. So the beginning of the New Testament, the genealogies are, I admit, they're detailed. And we just went through that. I did a teaching for a Christmas service on the genealogy of Matthew, connecting it to Luke. So I encourage you to listen to that if you want detail on why that genealogy was given to us and all the intricacies of it. Uh, go back and, and listen on the uh, Christmas Eve service, and it's pretty interesting, I think. So let's jump over to Charles Spurgeon now. We're reading from Checkbook of the Bank of Faith, a daily reading by Charles Haddon Spurgeon. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Genesis 3.15. This is the first promise to fallen man. It contains the whole gospel and the essence of the covenant of grace. It has been in great measure fulfilled. The seed of the woman, even our Lord Jesus, was bruised in his heel. And a terrible bruising it was. How terrible will be the final bruising of the serpent's head. This was virtually done when Jesus took away sin, vanquished death, and broke the power of Satan. But it awaits a still further accomplishment at our Lord's second advent And in the day of judgment to us, a promise stands as a prophecy that we shall be afflicted by the power of the evil in our lower nature and thus bruised in our heel. But we shall triumph in Christ who sets his foot on the old serpent's head. 
throughout this year, we may have to learn the first part of this promise by experience through the temptations of the devil and the unkindness of the ungodly who are his seed. They may so bruise us that we may limp with our sore heel, but let us grasp the second part of the text, and we shall not be dismayed. By faith, let us rejoice that we shall still reign in Christ Jesus, the woman's seed. With that, let's pray. Thank you, God, for the beginning of a new year. We know not what it's going to bring, and it may bring some bruising. It may bring us joy. Unspeakable, we don't know. But we do know who holds our future. And we do know that we can place this new year in your hands and trust you, no matter what happens, that you're there and that you're loving, that you care. And you do desire to walk with us. You designed us to walk with you every single day. So God, help us take advantage of that and help us meet with you these mornings. Thank you for blessing us with the fellowship of believers and the the power of the internet and the power of your word. So we thank you, God. We ask your anointing upon this whole year, this anointing upon manna for breakfast as we meet together and that you would bless it and bring in those that are hurting and those that want answers, those that want to know why we're here, why we're alive, and look for a time where they can come and learn from you. And also, God, we can pray one for another and see you heal and touch lives and turn lives around, families around, marriages around. So we, we give this to you, God. We thank you that we have this time we can spend together and we give it all over to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So there we go, day one. Just a few more left. Why don't you pray about sticking with us for the rest of the year? It's been a, made a huge difference in my life. We do a Spanish version too, so I get to read it twice. If you have any Spanish friends, let them know. We do a live Spanish version, 945, reading the same material. It's so valuable and so helpful. So um, just like working out physically, we got to work out spiritually, stay strong. So God bless you guys. And look forward to seeing you all again tomorrow. And make sure you let some of your friends know. They can jump on uh, here day one online already anytime and then just catch up. We'll see you for Genesis 4 tomorrow as we move on. God bless you all. Bye-bye.